What is going on, everybody? Welcome to the Game Informer Show, a weekly podcast covering the video game industry. Join us every Thursday for discussion about the latest gaming news, reviews, and exclusive reveals alongside Game Informer staff and special guests from around the industry. I'm your host, Alex Van Aken, and today I'm joined by Kyle Hilliard. How you doing, Kyle? Hey, I'm listening to Driving Me Bananas on Spotify from the Mario movie soundtrack. <laughs> I mean, not literally right now because we're recording a podcast, but it's upsetting for a number of reasons. (laughs) (laughs) We're also joined by Marcus Stewart. How you doing, Marcus? I'm feeling good, a little self-conscious because we're on video again and I can't, I can't pick my nose, can't pick my ears anymore, can't, I know, I gotta wear a shirt now. Yeah, Um, it's, it's, it's upsetting again. Yeah, I have to act like a person again. Yeah, we'll get into that in a second, but we are rounded out by the new sound himself, Wesley LeBlanc. Hello. How you doing, Wes? I'm doing great. What's going on? Excited to be back. It's been a minute. Yes, it has. Um, because you were traveling the world. Yeah, this... You were, um, I, you were back to Japan, right? Yeah, I was in Tokyo for no reason at oh, all. Just um, oh, yeah. exploring yep. the streets, eating ramen. <laughs> you uh, went on vacation, yeah, you know? I did, and it yeah. was great. And I... Uh, I thought I was going to gain weight because I was putting back some food, but I actually lost like five pounds there. And I think it's just because public transportation is amazing. And one week of walking 30 miles in a city will do that to you. I think their food is just yeah. less fattening, smaller portions too. That's you know? true. But the, the portions thing doesn't yeah, but matter because I, order order, yeah, I was ordering more of it. I was ordering, uh, yeah, very American style large and yeah. yeah give it to me in american style <laughs> <laughs> but yeah we are we are as marcus mentioned uh we are on video again people have been wanting us to do this it was a matter of bandwidth and we decided hey if you want like the really polished version of the podcast that's going to be the audio version and if you want the video you're going to have to be okay with uh, we aren't going to cut out the uhs and the, you know, the awkward pauses and stuff like that. It's going to be more of a raw experience. So if you want that, go to youtube.com slash the at sign because YouTube changed its URLs at Game Informer Shows. So youtube.com slash at symbol Game Informer Shows. Did they do that? And, uh, that's Yeah, I, I hate that. That's terrible. Yeah, they must have started running out of like URL. I don't know. That that doesn't seem like a thing you could run out of. URLs are a finite resource. <laughs> yeah. I guess Why it's else like, you maybe know. people were like, I don't I can't have the URL I want. So they're like, okay, we're gonna add an at symbol to really open up a whole new set of possibilities. Because the normal game informer YouTube channel, you don't have the at symbol in it. It's like oh, a weird. it's like a moment in time where they decided if your channel was created after this date. You have to have the little at symbol. So the second channel has that. Is that a Twitter thing doesn't. to make it easier to integrate for like search or something? Well, now you can like tag people on YouTube. You can tag creators right? and it'll hyperlink to them. And it was part of that whole, whole update. Uh, it, it's, it's great. It's not confusing at all. Uh, but yeah, we are back on video again. If you want the polished version of this podcast, you're going to want to go to the audio podcast services like Spotify Apple Podcasts, which you should go and review us on. Uh, but if you want our video, our our mugs, they're over on YouTube. Oh, Alex, uh, I, I like thought you meant my mug. Is like, 
What? Uh, well, you can see now Marcus has a, a mug that he's holding up now. In video. But, oh, great, but I like yeah. that your pitch is like, if you want a worse version of the podcast, <laughs> go watch it on YouTube. Yeah, exactly. If you want to see me do this every now and then. Wrong Whoa, I can't believe Marcus. Whoa, what is he doing? He drinks. Oh, see, he drinks. You're not getting that from the audio. You're, you're confused if you're listening. Yeah. You'll yeah. never know what Marcus was doing. Yeah. Um, well, uh, thank you for allowing me to update the good folks Let, let's get into some video games wes you reviewed dead island 2 for us of course you and i went out to the studio back in uh, what november and um and you know got to meet the, t- the team that was making it got to play quite a quite a little bit of it i think like eight hours but now you know what five months later you've got the full game and uh you reviewed it how is it i think it is a good game. And if you were looking forward to Dead Island 2 because you liked Dead Island, which I think is like the majority of people that want to play this game, then you're going to have a really good time with this game. It is um, more Dead Island for better or worse. I don't think it's you know changing too much of that formula. You're still just mindlessly killing zombies, like thousands of zombies. I think I killed 2400 by the time i rolled credits Um, are we talking like dead rising three levels of zombies no not quite although 2400 is a lot but no you're like individually killing each one um but yeah it's good it's um it's good worth worth worthwhile follow-up to the original game which i think is most surprising considering we've been waiting uh, almost 10 years for it yeah I, i one of my first questions going into the full game i felt like in our preview the writing was surprisingly good at parts like yeah you know it it was it was self-aware enough to like come off in a good way does that carry through the full game or is it kind of does it drop the ball places or how is it um i would say it doesn't i think the opening hours narratively are the strongest like yeah meeting some of the celebrities going to the hotel which you do pretty early on that's where some of the strongest writing is. And that's because the larger narrative story hasn't begun to really unravel yet. When that starts to happen, that's when things start to go a little downhill narratively. Not to say it's like terrible, but just extremely forgettable. It seems like they don't talk in cliches, right? Which is always like the big, a big sign for me of like, ugh, gosh. But like, I, I, you know, I'm only a few hours in. So Wes, maybe it gets worse later. But that at least it's like, I was impressed by that. It's like, okay, they're... They're not leaning on like just zombie tropes and stuff like that, right? Yeah, no, I wouldn't say it's ever like the writing is ever anything I groaned at. It's just, yeah, the first five hours are pretty good, like decently great writing. It's it's funny, it's charismatic, the characters are cool, and you're meeting a good bit of characters. But after that, you kind of start to meet less and less characters or you do meet characters, but they're less actual narrative characters and more just like, NPCs who give you a mission or their vendors. And then, yeah, I don't know. It's just like I rolled credits and I was excited to kill more zombies, but like have no desire to like necessarily have more of this world from a narrative standpoint. Sure. Did you feel like tonally, like was it more serious by, was it like too self-serious by the end or did it kind of carry its lighter themes? That's tough. It's it maintains like the light tonality that 
the beginning of the game has, like that stays present throughout. It is very comical. These characters are not too worried about being in an apocalypse. Like they're definitely thriving. Yeah, the whole point was it was like a pulp yeah, action exactly. experience. They always feel powerful. They're never too worried about dying. Um, things are going great for them despite everything around them. But the story does go to some like places where it's trying really hard to be serious and set up some things that I just... I don't I was like this this is so unnecessary for what this game is. Um I'm trying not to spoil anything but like yeah, they are clearly trying to build more of this universe, which is commendable, you know, it's a IP that people like, but the way it it's not matching the rest of the tone of the game. Gotcha. The weird thing for me that I've I'm still reckoning with and trying to figure out is Dying Light Two was last. Was that last year? That was last. Yeah, last. Yeah, January? last January. Or January. Yeah. Wow. That's and I crazy. started. I started that, really being sort of hopeful that it would be like this. Sounds like parkour zombies. This seems cool. Like this seems like I should like it. But I, I kind of bounced off after an hour. But this I've hooked into a lot more, and I kind of don't know why, because it's like your 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 abilities are like are limited compared to dying light right like you don't have as much traversal abilities or anything like that yeah and i i think it is the tone i think it's like not it's it's like post-apocalypse but the apocalypse like just happened and i think there's something about that weird tone of like and the sort of the los angeles of it all and like the houses still being generally like normal (laughs) yeah it's like like i think that is just working for me more in a weird way. I don't know how you guys feel. I don't know, Marcus and Alex, if you, or, Mar- or Wes, if you played Dying Light 2, if, if it's worth even comparing them. But I, I'm liking this a lot more than Dying Light 2. And it that really surprised me. Yeah, I was going to ask, like, did you like the first Dead Island or the first Dying Light, Kyle? Or, or the sequels, your first... Like uh, no, I didn't like either of them. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't really like any of them. So I'm not a Dead Island fan. I'm not going into this like, oh, I love that original Dead Island. The original Dead Island I played for like an hour or two. And I was it was one of those things that, where I was like technically uh, rough. And I was like, I don't think I can do this for the whole experience where this feels much more solid, looks pretty good. Uh, I think the setting is cool. I was messaging Wes that early on I was having trouble finding weapons, which Wes basically was like, yeah, you're just not looking enough, idiot. Like, <laughs> like you shouldn't be running out of weapons. For he was much him. more polite than that. No. <laughs> but um, but so far, like, I'm I'm having a... I'm, it is surprising me how much of a good time I'm having with it. Yeah, that's kind of where I'm at, too, where uh, I think my biggest fear... Like, I, I'm actually more surprised because I have not finished Dying Light 2 and I love the first Dying Light and the first okay. Dead Island I thought was just okay. But yeah, I am a little bit more interested in finishing this one. And I'm I'm probably the put about the least amount of time. I'm about two, two and a half hours into it so far. But I was afraid this game would maybe be too jokey or maybe too cynical. Like in cynicism, that sort of like, yes, that's yeah, nice. that's a good yeah. It does. It's that's scary when it gets too cynical. That's rough. Yeah, yeah. Like that's like like basically trying to do the sort of like GTA style satire, but like not as good because I'm frankly a bit over that now. And with it being in LA, it was like, oh, that's a hundred percent is going to be. This, I'm going to meet a bunch of insufferable characters that are just sort of like caricatures of movie stars and stuff like. And, and it is that, but at least so far, it hasn't. I don't know. It hasn't crossed that line yet where I'm like, oh, I just hate everyone I'm talking to. 
And I even picking my character, that was a big part of it, where I was looking at all six of them and trying to determine, like, who seems like the least annoying? I don't know how much they're going to talk. Who'd you all pick, actually? I'm curious. So I picked uh, Ami or Amy. Ami. Amy. Yeah, me too. Yeah, just because I was like, oh, I usually like agility and like fast characters. And also she seems just something about her. Like she seems like maybe the most normal. Like she probably won't say too much stupid stuff. <laughs> uh, I uh, I also happen to pick Amy because of the because <laughs> of the, you know, the speed and stuff like that. I was like, that's yeah. what I want. Alex, save us. Tell us you pick someone different. I haven't played the game yet, the full game yet. So I well, you can't pick I Amy. When you start. Yeah. I, I, I picked I picked the the, the rock girl. Um, Danny. Danny. Yeah. The Irish the punk, punk rock girl, yeah. yeah, yeah, she seems alright. I picked her in the preview, but no, I, I, I'm going off my eight hours of a preview build from five months ago. That was really polished. Surprisingly, I'd say that's like, I, I wouldn't be able to tell you the difference between the two. And what we played, okay. is basically the beginning of the game. Like, oh, okay, we played the beginning. Then I feel a little more confident talking right now because I was, you know, like you never want to like. I didn't want to just be be talking about my preview impressions from five months ago. But if that's like the intro of the game, Wes, and you're you're pretty confident it hasn't changed much, then yeah, I I, I and I'm just like thinking back to what I played, and uh, I was really I what I liked a lot were the were the um, little side missions. I felt like they really nailed the like when you go into the content creator house for the first time. Yeah, you know, I, I spent so much time in there. Yeah, you yeah. see the, the apology point- on the whiteboard. I did, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> so it's like pause yeah. to cry. What does that here. say? I didn't see that. What does that, that say? It's like a YouTuber having to like apologize on camera for something, but like, like it's saying like cry it, it's here. A, yeah. Oh, yeah. it's like a script. Oh, it's yeah. So yeah. yeah. I really, I thought they nailed a lot of the environmental storytelling in that regard. Yeah. Um, at least in the opening hours, right? And I really like the YouTube vlog girl. I didn't really care about the mission that much, but like I thought. She was well written, and she's one of one of those characters. I'm sorry, I don't remember her her name. Amanda, but it's the girl Amanda. Yeah, she's on the rooftop when you meet her, and you have to essentially, you know, fight some zombies in a different few different ways for her vlogging audience. And she's one of those characters, Marcus. You were talking about how I'm expecting to hate this person, right? And somehow they don't cross that line, and I felt like she was a really good example of that. Where just as I felt like it, I could have started, it could have started to be grating. They wrapped the joke up. Right. Right. And like I was out and I felt like they so far and what like that they've, they've kind of got that down West. Do you feel like, I know you said like the narrative itself, you know, kind of gets bogged down in the details of the overall story. Do you feel like the side missions and stuff kind of maintain that quality throughout the game? Uh, I would say no. I think that that is one of the better side missions. And there are a okay. few others that stand That's out to me, but most of them are just like fine. I wouldn't go so far as to say like, oh, you're just doing silly fetch quests. Like they do put some, there's there's a little bit of story with each one, um, but most are fine or forgettable. The Amanda one is a standout one. There was another where I was going through a movie set and using like pyrotechnics and electricity and you know, things that a movie production would use. And I was using them to kill zombies, which was fun because it was just a different type of gameplay. I got to that thing and I didn't know exactly what was happening, Wes. And I just like (laughs) turned everything on and activated all the traps and then couldn't reactivate them. So it was like, I did that too. And I dropped and then a thousand zombies walked through the door and I was like, come on, man. (laughs) I did that in the very first section. I know exactly which part you're talking about. And I was like, oh, okay, I see now. Um, Yeah, but I think 
everything you guys are speaking to kind of speaks to one of the major highlights of this game, which is the the pacing throughout just like kind of everything, like with the story, with the way it hands you content, with like killing zombies, with progression. They really did a good job like nailing the pacing because, you know, this game is about killing a lot of zombies in fun ways and everything around that happens, but it doesn't stay too long and it's never i think that's why i didn't get annoyed with characters even though i wasn't necessarily vibing with them or it's why i wasn't you know moaning at the story even though it's kind of forgettable it's because like they give you those little narrative hooks just enough to get you back out there killing zombies which is what i ultimately wanted to do while playing um so i think that's like the one that the probably the thing i would commend this team most on is like they understood what they have here which is a zombie killing simulator and they made sure to get you into that action as soon as possible yeah and killing zombies feels good like that flesh system like just seeing them just get torn apart and seeing just every bit of like intestine and organ and bones just fall out of it it's yeah it's fun to see and like uh it just makes me excited to use like all different weapons see like how is it gonna affect their body if i hit them and you know in a certain spot uh like you called out the wolverine claws in your review west yeah. which is probably my main weapon right now like i have like electrified versions of them and it feels so good to just like stab dudes in the face with those things. there's like a finishing move with those where you just put your entire fist through yeah. someone's skull and it comes out the back it is so intensely brutal you guys are disgusting <laughs> can't believe you guys talking like this <laughs> just trying to survive man it's hard out there yeah Hollywood Boulevard is the <laughs> this is a dumb question, but has the Hollywood sign survived the apocalypse West? Can you can you go to it or can you see it? You can't go to it. You can see it. Um, it's seen better days, but like it definitely still is up. I'm pretty sure the best place to see it would actually be near the start of the game and it's on fire and smoking. Okay, but it's still wait. Is it on fire the whole game? <laughs> yeah, I think I. Yeah, the game. The game basically takes place like in one, like go. I don't recall like any moments. Yeah, I don't recall like my character sleeping or taking a break. Um, there's no real like they do get knocked out a fair. That's amount true. In the yeah, beginning of the game, and there is like a day and night, but you have no real concept of like how many days has passed or what we're doing here. It kind of just feels like I started. At A, and I finished at B, and I killed a lot of zombies. Maybe like a week's time. That's probably how long it would take me to um, kill all the zombies in Hollywood. Yeah. Well, oh, like, like in real one life. of your one of your <laughs> primary <laughs> sources of health regeneration is energy drinks. So, like, <laughs> that's true. Just, just maintaining the whole. Yeah, thing that would kill me. I've never had an energy drink, so I would. I'd be sure never. No. I'm I'm afraid Damn. of them honestly. I feel like it's gonna make my heart explode. I'm gonna become like Jason Statham and crank. Well, before you said you were afraid of it, I was gonna say the next time we're together, we should record a video <laughs> of you trying sampling a few. Just drink all the ones that. Whenever I heard dance, well, like I was thinking like little little cups, you know, not not like cans. Oh, like a shot you know. of like monster. yeah, like a flight, yeah, yeah a flight. But fair oh. warning, the reason that all those energy drinks are sold in cans and you never see like glass bottles of Red Bull <laughs> is because they look, it looks like urine. So like just a heads up, it's just like a dark yellow. Yeah. So not good. <laughs> just put some Balls dark. had, had glass, but then they colored oh, the glass. True. Good point. Yeah. Yeah. Mm, that's right. yeah. Well, I asked about the Hollywood sign just because uh, there's the, the mild controversy about it appearing in uh, the horizon DLC and people being like, how on earth would that <laughs> have survived? after a thousand years and i i want to see if it survived this apocalypse as well 
Because then that, craftsmanship. Is it like wood <laughs> or metal or I don't actually it's know. It's not sturdy about it. at all. Like it's it's mm. basically just like poles with fabric wrapped around it for the most part is what I believe it is. And it's been like renovated a few times. So it's for like, some, some reason I thought it was like poster board. I mean, I don't think it's that far <laughs> off from it. Really just, <laughs> like, really it just falls apart board. when it rains. Like, <laughs> Does it not look like poster board? <laughs> I remember with, like this, like, you know, uh, sealed in some sort of. It's yeah. something like I remember on a I was on a late night Wikipedia binge as we do, and I remember just reading about the history of the Hollywood sign one night <laughs> some time ago and being like, Yeah, this thing's like pretty fragile for like a really recognizable landmark, I guess. So I, well, in, I, in Horizon, they're gonna there's probably a, a, a fleet of robots that have been maintaining it, right? There's probably some story conceit. Right? <laughs> they designed robots specifically because they knew humanity was like, yeah. no, this is a, we need to keep this around. We got to let this is art. <laughs> they worship this idol. Yeah. I'm excited to visit in the DLC, but yeah. Okay. Well, it's on fire perpetually in this game, I guess. So this, yeah, the game takes place <laughs> like basically when the apocalypse, well, it's not even an apocalypse. It's just LA. That's kind of getting, um, it's like quarantine from the rest yeah. of the U S. So like right. maybe the person like that like that, maintains yeah. it is still alive. Um, I like that what, too, uh, but I wish the the story spoke more about that. Like Amanda is vlogging to her followers outside of LA, presumably, and that's fun. But I would have liked more about the fact that, like, just imagine if LA was quarantined today, but and there were zombies, and we were just like, I don't know, on a podcast talking about games while people are yeah. <laughs> well, I always I, this is a weird poll, but in the movie Twenty Eight Days Later, I always loved the idea that you know london is just going through this hell and then like there's a there's a soldier who is like it's never confirmed in either the first movie or the sequel but he's like yeah actually the rest of the world's fine like they're still airing the <laughs> simpsons in america and it's totally fine but they're just like totally cut off like that was just such a cool idea you yeah know? which yeah. maybe and- that's why because i like 28 days later so much that uh Maybe that's why I'm digging Dead Island, too. Yeah, I think Dying Light does the same thing. I think that adds, like, a cool element of hope of, like, oh, we could get out of this. But also, yeah, it, yeah. at the same time, it adds a another layer of, like, messed up of, like, really? Like, no one's going to come help us or anything? Like, y'all are okay with just this city being this hellhole? And we got to stop this before it before it spreads. Yeah. Or like, yeah it's a like good incentive, I guess. At that point, may as well just blow it up. <laughs> I wanted to ask... Because it sounds like they're they want to they want to milk this and they're gonna there's gonna be a probably uh, another game I would imagine in ten years yeah like uh, out of all the money they've invested in this franchise at this point like there's for sure gonna be another one what city should they go to though that's not L A I mean it's probably Jacksonville Florida the... <laughs> it's, it's already we're already kind Hell of yeah. I was gonna say it's gonna be one of the five video game cities it's gonna be like New York. Or Chicago, Chicago, Miami. What's another? What about like a Seattle, Louisiana? Right, Infamous Two. There's that. That's what? Up quite you, a bit. I feel like Infamous is the only one that's really done, right? I think Seattle or no. like no, Louisiana is um, still pretty fresh. I don't Mafia Three, right? Oh, yeah, right. Four? That's right. Mafia Three. Yeah. Three or four? Yeah, three. Yeah. I mean, I'm trying Florida's to think. I'm trying to figure bad, out how man. I could work work the word hell into any of those city names. <laughs> Florida, Florida would be cool, but like it's pretty. It's the same like tropical vibe, I guess. but I guess that's kind of what Dead Island has. Seattle. It's as easy to make fun of. <laughs> Seattle. You know, yeah. If you're gonna satirize something, the yeah. thing about Florida too is that um, you could have like nondescript, legally distinct theme park, you know, that you could explore, yeah. which would be cool. You could have zombie gators. 
exactly mm. all of our invasive species are zombies mm. <laughs> burmese pythons <laughs> the ever- you, zombies are rising out of the everglades you can ride an airboat from trees Ooh, airboat yeah you could back up this. yeah like have them like drive it backwards and chop them up with the big fan it's good like ideas this. here yeah we need more florida games no. I yeah, think. maybe I don't know. Florida's very game? deserving of things right now. <laughs> we got Hotline Miami, right? Other oh, than that. the Florida. <laughs> Is that the national state game? <laughs> oh, boy. Hotline I was thinking the Florida Hellglades. Hell... Oh, yeah. What's... Oh, oh, there you go. Hellglades. 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 <laughs> you go to Kennedy Space Center and uh, like zombies in space, zombie yeah, astronauts. There you go. See, there you this go. is good stuff. I got this. Yeah, this is great stuff. Good podcast. I'll hit Dan Buster Studios up. Yeah, yeah. Well, let's move on uh, to a probably the biggest news of the week. Y'all, y'all think Lawbreakers is coming back? <laughs> is that really I, a headline? I mean, it is in my heart. Yeah, I'm I not played, opposed. I just yeah, I played so, it at an E3 pre-release, and I remember walking away going, "That was fine," and that's the only time I've ever played that game. So so back in the day, back when I was uh, a little more insufferable, <laughs> at one point in time, Lawbreakers was my brand. And I, I hate personal brands now. I think it's dumb. Did you have a t-shirt? No, I didn't. You didn't um, go that far. <laughs> but I was super into Lawbreakers. I genuinely, like, I, I still think it's it was a really cool game. I feel like I've learned something weird about you. Like this is like, you know, oh, I've got like, like a I was so into lawbreakers that the <laughs> PR team when the game closed down sent me several sealed copies of like the collector's editions cuz they're like several. Weird. I've got uh, two. I've got oh, yeah. two. Like, why more than one? They were like, "Hey, we're just going to throw these away. Do you want them?" And I was like, "Yeah." That's so fun. I mean, like lawbreakers was always like even at the time I remember us talking about it in the office because there's the whole cliff Blazinski of it you know and I, I remember like we were all like it's probably going to be good like Cliff Blazinski is good at making shooters but like it was just the competition was so tough at the time and then I remember what was the follow-up or they the the um Radical Heights oh my god I forgot about that. Yeah, yeah like we actually I remember doing a bunch of videos of that with Dan Tack and being kind of like this is kind of cool like I like some of the weird stuff in here the tone they're going for and like the the way you like dropped into the match without a parachute and stuff like that. Like, I don't think the argument was that the game is bad. Sometimes just games don't take off. Yeah. I think that's what it came to. Marketing is like, it could be a fine game, but I feel like radical heights. So so real quick, what kicked this off was cliff tweeted like five days ago, just got a text from my lawyer about lawbreakers. Stay tuned. Okay. (laughs) And then he followed it up the day, the next day saying, Apparently, people are sniffing around, seeing who has the rights to it. And my legal team is like, and then he inserted the Spider-Man looking at Spider, pointing at Spider-Man gif. Okay. But as a fan of Lawbreakers, I was like, oh, man, am I, is something happening? Why not? Kinda, Bring it back. I'm surprised Let's that's a, a thing. I would assume that he would have owned the rights to that. You know, <laughs> funnily enough, Lawbreakers is the first video essay I ever wrote about. And I did this whole deep dive retrospective on gears and unreal and how it fed into lawbreakers and it's probably why why i'm here today because <laughs> it kind of set me off down this road all right of uh video production like long like scripted video production so shout out to lawbreakers also apparently cliff cliffy b announced today he's writing a comic book 
I yeah. saw that. Do you remember? Do you remember the dog concept art he was tweeting about a few years ago? Uh, it, I think it was, it was this comic book. Yeah, he's uh, been people were, it for a while. Yeah, people were speculating. Was it a animated thing? Was it a game? Because my, my comic book, I have not read his book yet, but I, I really want to. But it seems like he's not, like just not, not really that interested in video games at this point, right? I mean, like personally as a hobby, he seems to like them still. But like, he's into financing uh, musicals on Broadway and stuff like that. Apparently, now. really and, good ones. Yeah, yeah. Like, like I don't know if is he even like he does he, he is want to get back of, into games or is, is I he, think he does, does a little okay. bit. He, he's he kind of teeters on it. At least what he talks about publicly yeah. and kind of goes back and forth on it. He's pretty private, you know. He doesn't like to talk about. <laughs> yeah, like he. Pro- I think he just like it's a lot of wind to go out of your sails when you launch two games, neither really hit, and you got to close your studio. Like he went from like video game stardom with Gears of War, and then I guess original Fortnite, and then yeah, his next thing just didn't hit. That's got to be pretty deflating. And didn't hit in a big public way. Yeah. Yeah. But he's like, think- he's got the chops. Like he's a good designer, you know. It, it's just yeah. he's just got to be he's got to find the right project, which is, you know, tough for anybody. Yeah. Yeah. What were you gonna say, Marcus? I was like, maybe that project is Lawbreakers the musical. Maybe oh. that's what he's got his lawyer on. He's like, I'm gonna yeah. starring yeah. Alex Van Aken. Like. <laughs> Low gravity, and they do a cover of Gravity. Defying gravity. <laughs> They're just gonna ape an ape a song from the. Arguably most popular Broadway musical. <laughs> <laughs> of course. I mean, it's I called it. Lawbreakers. So, uh, oh yeah, yeah. anything goes. copyright law. <laughs> they should do yeah. uh, a Street Fighter cross Tekken type thing, and bring in. Uh, they should do Battleborn cross uh, <laughs> Lawbreakers. Gets like, Randy Pitchford on the phone. It's like, hey, yeah. we can help. You know, Rising Tide raises all ships, right? We can get these. Get Andrew Reiner on the phone. You know. <laughs> oh, oh yeah. yeah. Maybe that's what he's doing. <laughs> Bringing back Battleborn. <laughs> Lawborn. That's so funny. Or would it be <laughs> Battle, Battle Breakers? Battle Breakers. <laughs> Battle Breakers sounds awesome. Battle Breakers. Yeah. That's kind of That's nice got to be a thing already. It has to be. Yeah. 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 I feel like that's like a Transformers uh, subseries. Yeah. Let's Google that. Something. Let's see what comes up. But yeah, he also, I don't know. Th- this is your Cliff Bozinski update. Um, <laughs> he Thank also, you. Thank you. Well, I was planning to just talk about Lawbreakers, and then I got a, an a email in my inbox today saying Cliffy B is writing a comic with image comics uh and it's called scrapper and it's about a uh, a bunch of dogs sorry hold on real quick <laughs> yeah yeah there is a mobile game from epic games called battle breakers <laughs> <laughs> that's perfect that's awesome okay sorry i just wanted to sneak that in there so it's not available oh sorry. i've heard about this maybe subconsciously you know we were they had some time it came out i feel like a few years ago uh looks like server shut down just in december <laughs> yeah oh uh, we yeah. missed it I missed it. So it's back. There were some like crossovers at some point. If you like downloaded it, you would get like some Fortnite goodies. Oh, okay. But yeah, he's also working on a comic book about like a a dog inside of a cyberpunk city. I don't know. Yeah. I, I like I, I think Cliffy B is, you know, isn't that he, stray? <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh he is a, a character, you know, obviously. I've always been a fan of his work and just his creative He's uh, got a very old school sort of creative. I don't know. I, I just wouldn't expect, you know, some wouldn't expect like a cybernetic dog comic to really be big or be like, I feel like a lot of comic artists are like 
pushing for like the super you know dramatic um comic stories and i feel like cliffy b kind of comes from like another time and uh i always feel like his his uh his work has a certain quality to it that is uh nostalgic to me it's weird because when you said image comics like for whatever reason quickly i thought you're gonna say that somehow he was working on saga which is a series that I really enjoy, and just the yeah. idea of Cliff Blazinski writing a saga story. Marcus Phoenix in. Uh, that sounds weird. Yeah, it's Marcus Phoenix naked with wings. Oh yeah, and he's got like a TV for a head. Jazz Jack <laughs> Rabbit is there for some reason. Yeah, I, I honestly, Jazz saga. Jack Rabbit could fit in. Honestly, yeah, I, I dropped Saga when it went on hiatus. It's back. And it, Saga yeah, dropped yeah. you. Saga dropped me. Yeah, it just I. I feel like I have so much to catch up on, and I think I'm letting go of that. It's been good since it's come yeah? back. Yeah. All right. Kyle, you've been playing a game called Lunark. You don't have to talk about it too much. Yeah. But, you know, this is one that's on my radar. Same. It's that, for pe- people who don't know, it's the cinematic, rotoscoped pixel art game. How is it? It's very, like, uh, very much from the school of, like, Prince of Persia and Another World. Flashback. Yeah, Flashback is a big one, which I never I never really played Flashback. Um, which it, it's funny because like those games that I just listed were kind of inspirational, especially Another World for Play Dead games like Limbo and Inside and stuff like that. But I don't re- I didn't really play Another World when it came out. I've since like gone back and like revisited it to kind of like, you know, uh, mm-hmm. sort of my video game studies of like, I should understand the, the sort of roots of these things. But Lunark looks a lot like that. It looks like a game that would have come out around the same time. It's like very pixelated and the, and the structure is, you know, 2d sort of puzzles, sort of platformer, sort of action. Okay. It's like intentionally unresponsive to a fault sometimes. Like, like it, it's, you got to really time your jumps over platforms and, um, Sometimes that's kind of cool, and then other times it's kind of really frustrating and annoying, and I would get frustrated with the checkpoints, but um, I ended up playing through it. Like, I ended up finishing it, and it's it is, it's a cool throwback to those kinds of games. It looks great. It's got an awesome soundtrack, but I did, I, I will admit, like, I did get frustrated at times with the sort of, with the things that are implemented specifically to call back to that type of game. Where it's like, yeah, you know, it's actually not that fun to press jump and then you jump like, I don't know, a full three seconds later. (laughs) And like, you know, that was especially problematic with like some bosses and stuff like that. But um, I don't regret playing it. I I, it's it's a cool game. And it's like the thing I like about games like this is like from the developer. It's like you can tell they had a very clear specific vision and they executed on that very clear specific vision. And it also yeah. just looks really great. There's like, you know, quote unquote cutscenes that will play occasionally where like, you know, oh, you found that gem you needed to, you know, open that door over there. And then it will sort of do this clearly rotoscoped cutscene of, of like a character like reaching out for the for the gem and picking it up. And you can actually see uh, all of the creators like reference footage that he used. I like he shares it on Twitter and stuff like that. And that part of it, that part of it's really cool. It's kind of like when you saw the reference footage that was used to make Prince of Persia for the first time, and you're like, oh my, that that fully got integrated into the game in a way that like I didn't quite understand that that's exactly how they did it, but that's how they did it. The Lunark, yeah, I played it on Switch. I believe it's also on PC. I uh, I, I think I am more interested 
in the development of this game than I am the actual game. Oh, sure. Yeah, one of those. Um, yeah. I, I've been following the game on TikTok for a while now. I, I think the developer's name is Johan. Uh, yeah, it shows for, really it's, well it's, in that format of just like, hey, check out like five to eight seconds of just footage. Yeah, just yeah. Really cool. And you're like, it does and look really cool. On his TikTok, he breaks down like, the layers of rotoscoping that he did and he shows like the reference uh yeah, yeah. that he filmed and so that's the stuff that i was i was you know uh impressed by and intrigued by um but yeah hearing hearing that the game itself is maybe a little too true to it's you have roots. to go into it ready to be patient with it you know okay. like it's like you you kind of if you're playing it you're like i understand why you implemented this I don't know if it necessarily makes the game better, but I understand yeah. why it's here. <laughs> yeah. I saw your clip of you running into a wall, jumping into, <laughs> yeah. into Is it not clear where like certain paths are in that game? Uh, it's not too bad. That was one of the few instances where I was like, I think okay. I can jump over there. And then I jumped yeah. and I hit the wall and I fell like four stories. And then yeah. sort of the comedic, the punchline at the end of it is I landed on a health item, <laughs> but it was oh, like, I funny. still died. <laughs> yeah. Okay. That's funny. Okay, well that that's Lunark. You've been playing anything else, Kyle? Uh, man, not really. Dead Island to a little of that horror fishing game whose name I can't remember. Dredge. Dredge. I played a little Dredge, but mostly nice. Dead Island Two has been the kind of surprise for me, where I was yeah. like, I, I, tr you know, especially here at Game Informer, we get codes for games. I will try. I like to try everything. You know, even if I bounce off of it, I want to at least touch it and see if it's something that'll click with me. And Dead Island 2 was one I went into kind of like, I don't know, I'll see. And then like two or yeah. three hours later, I was like, I'm enjoying this. I think I might see this to credits, which kind of surprised me, frankly. But yeah, yeah. so not, not much else. Yeah, I've, I've, I've been in this weird space where I've been hopping around, playing a little bit of everything and nothing's really uh, sticking out. Um, I play, I've tried out the new Overwatch hero, Life Weaver. Uh, I really like that character. I don't think they're great in every situation but they are uh i don't know when the last time y'all played overwatch was but they are because there's several new supports uh in recent years but life weaver is the most utility of all of the supports i would say like not great healing output at all but they've got this really cool their their whole theme is like uh rose petals and our cherry blossoms and stuff and they have like these these flowers that they they uh, summon, and some of them are like you can throw one of them on the ground, and it's like this circular platform. And if somebody steps on it from either team, it shoots them up in the air, and they like hover above everyone. So one of the one of the things that they they talk about, you can use it like if there's an Orissa ulting and like trying to pull people in to uh, use her glaive and kill everyone. You could throw that that cherry blossom petal underneath of Orissa and shoot Orissa up into the air, and then she can't damage anybody, right? Um, there's a lot of like, I feel like there's a high skill ceiling, but it's Life Weaver. I feel like is is very specific in the use cases that they are viable in. Is this like you could throw Widowmaker into the air kind of thing, and she would get yeah. better? Okay. Yeah, yeah. So you could do that. Um, they have a really cool ability that I'm. I really like it's um, it's a bit disruptive in the in the way that a may wall can be disruptive where in the wrong hands it can be really frustrating for your team but they have this ability where they can throw a leash out 
like a leash of energy to a uh, friendly player and pull them towards them. So uh, if you played League of Legends, people, listeners, like it's like Thresh or uh, think of like just like a it's like Wonder Woman from Multiverses. Yeah, like you, you kind of lasso them yeah. and pull them into you. Uh, and it's a great way to get them out of harm's way. And that's really satisfying. I did that recently where like a Reaper jumped down and started ulting my team and the person who was about to die, I yanked him out of there and saved their life. Uh, so really, really cool set uh, of, of abilities. And uh, they, they can summon their ult as life weaver's ult as they summon this big like tree of life that you can use as cover. And it also like sends out bursts of healing. It's a cool character. So I've been, I bounced around on life weaver. I beat, pokemon violet finally hey nice. oh and got to area zero and did that whole thing that game is wild yeah area zero is- in a good way right yeah 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 story-wise <laughs> story-wise i liked area zero a lot i felt like they kind of like take away your your mobility at the end of the game and it's this very long path of like like it took me an hour pretty much to like walk through and do the story and it was cool but it was like oh my god just let me move quickly because i didn't really care about catching the pokemon that are down in the final area i just wanted to like see the story through and uh but yeah the the story itself was very wild for a pokemon game um i wish more of the main game had that uh because i felt like the main game was very bland uh the main story and, a Pokemon game? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Wild, right? All right. But but the the end of this game though is so it just it's a one eight. It's like an anime. Yeah. All right. You have like a and party and everything. Like it's it like, it's a drama. Yeah. It's it's so cinematic too. Like oh, I wish I could talk about it because the end is like this is what Pokemon should be present like presentationally story wise. It was. I know you're probably not going to go, uh, Kyle, you're probably not going to go play it, are you? I got like halfway through. I got like halfway through Violet, I think. And okay. I've heard good things about Area of Zero. I, I think my sister I would just said it. it reminded her of Annihilation, the movie, which I was kind of <laughs> okay. like, well, that's intriguing. Okay. I want to know what you're talking that's, about. Is it going to be beware speaking through your party member's <laughs> right. voice? Yeah, right. <laughs> <Yes>. Screaming. <laughs> Marcus, yeah. since you're not a big Pokemon person, Marcus. Yeah, I, I it's weird because I am, but then I'm not because I love, yeah. I'll always have an affinity for that first gen and I keep an eye on the franchise, but I haven't yeah. played like 90% of the games. <laughs> you should just go and YouTube the end of Violet uh, and you'll see what I'll I'm talking that. about. Yeah, yeah it's, uh, it's got a great song too. I'm glad I did it, but I don't think I would recommend everybody play through that entire game just to see the end. Um, unless you really like the game. I felt like towards the end, I feel like I started Violet and the first hour I was like, this is cool and enjoyed it and the the new format. And then there was a very long lull for me and I was kind of, I was kind of over it, but I had a friend, uh, Ken Shepard over at Kotaku was really wanting me to like finish the game. So I streamed it last night and we all stayed up to like 2.30 AM as I finished the game. And so that's why I I went through it and, and saw it through. I think if you um, don't have that kind of motivation, just go and you should at least go and YouTube it because it's 
it's uh it's really cool and it, like uh it's it's pretty it's pretty different for a pokemon game i would say is it something that could be expanded upon in a sequel of like a tease of like hey we could go this direction for the next big game i think the dlc is like directly yeah. gonna oh i, I forgot so. the deal with it's, uh area zero yeah that's this yeah. year right it's supposed so, to be yeah. i think yeah like summer or fall or something like that if it's yeah. like if it's like sword and shield it'll be summer or fall i think and also i i think toby fox did a lot of the music at the end of the game oh, it feels oh, like it's toby fox okay. huh. the main song I, that plays while you're like walking around area zero is so good it's like yeah on a different level for that game which if it is toby fox not surprising Man, see i just want to play that like can you guys just like separate that into its own game and i don't have to do the other like 90 hours of violet or yeah <laughs> i feel like the dlc is hopefully going to be more of that i hope yeah but uh yeah that's what that's kind of what i've been playing kind of been popping around but now that i finished pokemon next on my list is metroid finally Dread. Uh, I was like, like Metroid uh, yeah. in general. Oh, okay. Metroid. Dre- no, Metroid. Uh, Primary Master. Oh, Primary. Ooh, nice. Oh, yeah, right. yeah. Because I've never that played up. that. And I told myself I'm not going to play another Switch game until I finish Pokemon. And so I finally did it. And now I can go and play other games. Well, they've got less than a month to for that to be true. <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> oh, I know. There's right? No way on May 12th. I mean, I don't. Know. I think Metroid. I don't know your life, Alex, but I assume you're going to start playing Tears of the Kingdom right when it comes out. Oh God, yeah, okay. yeah. Uh, Breath of the Wild is my favorite game. Um, Tears of the Kingdom yeah, comes out, you're like, ah, I gotta finish Pokemon. Sorry, Zelda, I, you're just gonna have to wait a little. <laughs> no, God, I would throw my, I would break my cartridge in half to play <laughs> Sorry, Tears Pokemon of the Kingdom. Snap. I'll delete my Pokemon save right now. Just let me have Tears <laughs> of the Kingdom. Well, uh, let let's Marcus. You've been playing what the new Vampire Survivors DLC? Yeah, Tides of the Fascari. I think is how you pronounce that. Uh, yeah, came out. What was it last week? 199 uh you know the cost of two mcchickens at mcdonald's uh but a lot more uh, surely that surely mcchickens have brought risen in price has i guess they would right inflation i haven't bought a mcchicken since like college on, when what, it was like super up. cheap and viable for like a college yeah me <laughs> you know, either i totally dumb. haven't bought a mcchicken in a minute it's been has <laughs> <laughs> the mcchicken well, how much are they <laughs> i think they're like a dollar 79 Maybe oh, hold on, hold on. I found a chart. Oh, have y'all had the McCrispy? I have. Wait, I've seen the McCrispy, the new McChicken. It's no, no they're still it's both like the there. elevated. Yeah, the McChicken is that Tyson frozen patty type thing, like the school lunch chicken sandwich. The McCrispy was their response to Popeyes's chicken sandwich, and every company had to come out with their own chicken sandwich. Even Panera did, which is absurd right. to me. Because um, I've had a McCrispy, and it's. If that was the answer to Popeyes, they, it was a very quiet answer. Yeah. Because <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't think anything tops that Popeyes chicken no. sandwich. Okay. So, <laughs> yeah, the average price, the, okay. So, the minimum price for McChicken in the United States is $1 in Michigan. It's $3 for McChicken in Massachusetts. What? And the average price in America is $174. $3 oh, for a so McChicken? Gross. It's like Court, you may as well yeah. just get the McCrispy. According to, <laughs> to mc-menu.com, it is currently $1.49 in Florida. And we're on the same website. Yeah. yeah. $1.67 okay. in Minnesota. So if like you guys want to ship us McChicken? some McChickens <laughs> so we can <laughs> save like 12 cents or whatever. Or at least I got you. I got 20 you. cents. We'll send some nickels in the mail. There you go. <laughs> But uh, what were we talking about? I was going to ask you this thing. DLC as good as a McChicken was the question that we were asking. And is the McChicken of Vampire Survivors? Uh, 
<laughs> yeah, uh, it's fun. You know, uh, Vampire Survivors uh, still a super fun game, believe it or not. And the DLCs they put out, I forget what the last one was, but I thought that was super good. And this one's also fun. It's uh, I like it because it's got a high fantasy theme, so they're changing it up where it's wizards and, and witches and it's, you know, the new stage, which is called, I think it's Lake Fascari or something, but it's just this bright, like, whimsical, just a lot of green mushroom houses and stuff. It's got this, like, almost... I don't want to say generic fantasy music because it's good, but it's like it's what you would expect to hear if you booted up like maybe like a Zelda knockoff <laughs> or something. And it's just such a different change of pace tonally from just the otherwise very Castlevania inspired stuff. But I like it. You know, it's 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 fun. That map is huge. Like I've only done a few runs through it, but it's this giant sprawling map where the stuff I've run into so far, I've run into some small villages. That each it looks like an RPG, like a JRPG village, where you just go in, you see houses. They each have like backyards with like crops and stuff. And it also makes for like smaller lanes to navigate when you're getting swarmed. And you can use the uh, the fences or the yard to your advantage to try to maybe trap people inside of a of like someone's crop, like I don't know, like their cabbages, and just like all right, you're all stuck in here. I'm gonna go in here and like clean house now. Uh, <laughs> I found a hedge maze at one point, which was cool. And also terrifying as you're going through it. You're like, oh, this is neat. I wonder what's in here. And then you're like, oh, everything in here is super narrow. And I'm running into dead ends. And I just got like 100 enemies coming at me. And now I have to work my way back out (laughs) the way I came and hope I don't die. Um, It's come to three new characters. I believe they're all hidden inside the stage. Because I found one of them, Eleanor, who's like a sorceress. And she was inside of a coffin inside one of the villages. And I'm assuming that's how you get the other two. I just haven't found them yet. Um, but she's really fun. She shoots uh, like basically like magic spells from her wand kind of like two at a time, kind of in a, like a, a V formation. But, okay. you know, if you upgrade it, she can shoot more. Uh, I And then there's also these like supplemental power ups that you can find throughout the stage that sort of... Uh, enhance her staff like there was one that creates like basically like a large damaging wave and it's like its own separate attack even though it's tied to her base attack i'm still Mm, figuring out how that works but i was like oh is this are they giving me my attack again but they're like no this is a different one but it's tied to your thing and i was like okay but yeah so i need to find the other characters there seems to be a a couple of secrets like i found a floating crystal that looks like it has an item inside but i can't figure out how to open it like i thought Hitting it would maybe break it, but that didn't seem to work. Granted, at the time I found it, uh, Death was coming at me, so I didn't have a ton of time to like poke at it because I had to kind of evade him. But yeah, I want to find it again and see like you know what that what that's all about. But it, it's funny because like I said, it like the stage itself looks like like a mixture of like an SNES like Final Fantasy or like or maybe even like I said like a Zelda knockoff just because of how it's designed and the colors and stuff. But I'm liking it so far. Like again, it's more vampire survivors, you know. Right. It's awesome. And I haven't played in a while, so getting back into it, I like sank back in immediately. Where it was like, oh no, like I don't want to do anything else now. I just want to get really good at this stage. That's actually a quick question that I have. Is like I played it a lot, you know, October, November last year, or maybe earlier. I guess if I want to get technical, but I really haven't touched it in a while. Is this the kind of DLC where I I, I can jump straight to that specifically and like 
you know, Vampire Survivor is pretty simple. I'm not too worried about not understanding what's happening, but like, it's pretty easy to just jump right back in if you've lapsed for a while. Yeah. Like, okay. Uh, did you play the first DLC? A little bit. Uh, yeah, a little tiny bit. Yeah. I think I played it like one or two runs or something. Okay. Cause like, uh, just in terms of like how accessible the DLC is, it's like, you just slip back in, you know, it has its own like stipulations and stuff, but right. in terms of the core loop, it's, it's that, you know, just a okay. bunch of new enemies and, it's fun seeing new enemies. There was a, this stage has a like mythical unicorn that chases you. And I don't know what it is. It looks like a Pokemon, but it's at a certain point, there's this like eth- ethereal horse that shows up and it's got this glow and it's like flashing all these colors and it moves really slow and it takes forever to kill. In fact, I haven't killed it properly yet. I only killed it because I got the, um you know, the cross that just clears enemies that are on screen. Yeah. I just happened to get that and it killed it immediately. But before I was like throwing everything at it and it was Maybe just it's your tanking. friend, Marcus. Well, I'm afraid to touch it because I'm like, it's going <laughs> to be like instant death, right? Because it's moving slow and it's just absorbing everything and it just follows you. And um, the, the first time it was following me indefinitely. It just so, wants you to pet it. I, I think next time I play, I'm just going to touch it and see what happens. But before, because I was trying to find just secrets and everything. I was like, well, I don't want to die and I want a good ride. So I'm going to have to avoid this thing. <laughs> But I was wondering, like, am I supposed to kill it? Because it looks friendly, quote unquote, just because of how <laughs> magical it looks. It's like, but also everything in this game is trying to kill you. So <laughs> that, yeah. that thing will probably wipe me out immediately. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, awesome. it's fun. Check it out. Like I said, if you can afford a, a McChicken, depending on your state, <laughs> then, you, <laughs> then you can jump into this. Hey, Awesome. You been playing anything else before we go to West and wrap up? Uh, I've been playing The Wreck which is a game that came out in March. It's the follow-up to... Uh, it, well, it's not a follow-up, but it's by the team that made Bury Me, My Love, which is a indie oh. game. I, I feel like, I think I talked we about talked it recently about it, yeah. on the GI show. Um, it's, uh, the team is The Pixel Hunt. Uh, this is their next game. It's this sort of emotional narrative adventure game where you play as this woman who is dealing with her mom's... Uh, she's been hospitalized with a, a brain aneurysm and the implication is that even if she survives it, she might be permanently disabled. And it's kind of falling on you as like, hey, she's kind of basically signed a thing that says like you're basically in charge of her fate about whether you can let her live or die. But even if she lives, you're going to kind of have to take care of her. And the daughter is kind of like not cool with that because uh, she didn't really have a say in this. Uh, but also the uh, the protagonist, the daughter, got into some sort of car accident years before and is dealing with some trauma from that. And sort of like those two events are linked in a way where it basically divides the game into two halves where in the present, you're dealing with the stuff with your mom. You're just having kind of like text conversations with like your sister and then the nurse and some other characters uh, doing some sort of like like some choice driven stuff. They do the thing where like letters or yeah, pretty much like big words will appear almost like Edith Finch style in the environment. And, you know, you'll select a response that's just hanging out. Um, but then you'll always relive that car accident from years ago after like those segments. And then it'll take you to a flashback that I guess sort of fills in uh, the protagonist's backstory. And those are interesting because uh, they play a lot like immortality like a 3d a 3d version of immortality and that you can fast forward and rewind through these uh like dream sequences basically 
And you're trying to find all the little key points to interact with. And the way the game uh, hints that is that the controller starts vibrating. So I'm like, you're basically mm. scrubbing through these these dreams and they're like, oh, the controller's rumbling. It must be here. And then you'll see one of the floaty words sort of materialize and you'll click it and then it'll play like a, you know, a little comment or, or memory or whatever. So I was just kind of taken away by it. I was like, oh my God, like, we're already doing this again. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Well, you, you did that a little in Batman, right? In Arkham, not, not uh, Arkham Origins. I feel like you did some of that. Remember yeah. me. Of course, we all remember Yeah, remember me. Game, I was going to say, remember me probably. I actually, I, that game was mid, but. Yeah, that game was interesting. There was a part yeah. of me that wants a sequel. Like there's, there was something there where I think a sequel could be cool. But yeah, uh, yeah it, it, but it does have a bit of that remember me vibe okay, to it cool. with just the reliving memories and all that stuff but it seems pretty solid so far the performances i'm not super wild on and the voice acting is just kind of okay this might be their first game with uh, voice acting because bury me my love is purely text but i want to see it through like there's enough of a hook so far where i'm like enjoying it and because of just my love of bury me my love makes me want to see how they stick the landing with this so it's cool so far it's on game pass so that helps actually no it's not on game pass i'm lying I think it's on Game Pass because I got a code for it. So it feels like it's Game Pass. (laughs) I was like, wait, actually, is it? Or just because I got a code. So it's like basically the same thing. (laughs) So, yeah. Yeah, For for the listeners, too. I'm sure they'll love that. It's Game Pass for work. (laughs) But, yeah, uh, it seems all right so far. I think it's so far worth checking out. And I think it's only like three hours long when I check how long to beat. So I'm already like an hour and a half into it. And that was called The Wreck the wreck awesome Wes, take us home i i see you've been playing uh a certain game that is sure to get some hooting and hollering from people yes <laughs> i have hooting and hollering. been playing final <laughs> fantasy 14 again i am just in a mood to play that game and i booted it up last week and now it's the only game i really feel like playing what how far are you in it i am working through um, Heaven Sword, which is the first expansion after like okay. the big reboot, A Realm Reborn. Yeah, I'm kind of just in a mode where I want to, like I've always liked that game. I bought it when it first, like A Realm Reborn first came out. I didn't even know, understand like how it worked as an MMO. I just liked Final Fantasy, so I bought it and I didn't have any friends to play with and I enjoyed it. And uh, once a year I pop in and I'm like, man, I still really love this, but I just don't have the time to do the whole MMO thing. And this time I'm just going to try to do it again and see if it sticks. I think it is. I think it's sticking more this time because I'm like committed to catching up at least because I'm just tired of hearing about how great these stories are and not knowing how great they are myself. Um, And because what I played, you know, A Realm Reborn and the patch quest afterward are not like the most engrossing thing ever. It's not the Final Fantasy 14 that people so highly um, speak about. Um, but I'm also trying to like play this like an MMO instead of just blazing through the main quest. Like I'm doing duties, which is like your dungeons and your dailies and all that kind of stuff. I'm I was on the subreddit in their daily thread, like oh, asking no. questions. No, they got the oh, nicest no. subreddit. They got the it's so nice. Yeah, but that just shows how deep you are. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Reddit, <laughs> yeah. We've lost um, the I was You're like basically a Moodle now. <laughs> it's people talk about how nice the community is and I'm like, no, come on. Like you just have great friends to play with, but like, it really has been 
so pleasant. The subreddit was really kind. And even like I was in a raid yesterday and I was failing one of the mechanics because I just had no idea what to do. And so I was like, I'm just going to type in the chat thing and be like, which I'm on PlayStation. So typing takes forever. Um, oh God. Yeah. I probably cost us another fail, like just trying to type <laughs> this out, but I'm like, I know I'm doing the wrong thing. What am I doing wrong? And everyone was like super kind. We all just sat back and then they all typed exactly what I needed to do, how to do it and all this. They're giving me like GGs after we do it. They're letting me pick treasure first. And I'm like, oh, okay, this is, I feel pretty good. And the game has a way to like make yourself known as a novice. Like when I type, when I'm in the world, people see my name and then they see novice beside it. So like, cause they have that leaf thing, right? Yes. Is, yeah. It's like sprout. And that's how, you know, the new, yeah. Maybe I need to play this game. So yeah. So people are, are nice to you. It's, it is still so overwhelming though. Like the game does not really try to teach you how to do any of it, which is why I'm falling back on like subreddits. And I have like my Safari on my phone right now has like, I made a little private group of 10 links to like different guides for my character class and job because the game doesn't, has no interest in telling you how to play it, but there's a lot of great guides out there um, for it. Uh, and yeah, I'm, I just, ask, I'm in it. Are you playing it for the story or is just the grind and mechanics and systems really doing it for you the loop i'm playing it for the story primarily because like that's why i jump back in i want to get through these expansions and see what everyone's talking about i'm finding the loop very enjoyable because i would be playing it for the loop and not really the story the loop seems quite expansive like i don't i think i'm touching like two percent of it when i'm doing my daily raids and roulette dungeons and all this stuff but like i still have so much of my menu that i can't even open because i have not interacted with that like there's the stuff yeah, you've got this housing stuff now as well yeah housing like seems up my alley i don't know the housing thing seems like a mess um just from what i've gathered like you got to spend a okay. lot of money not real world money but like gill in the game and it's a lottery and it's a whole thing so i don't know if i'll get there but i am unsurprisingly enjoying this game again for the time that i do every single year and i'm gonna try really hard to stick with it this time i'm in a big final uh, fantasy uh, mood right now and i you got a month yeah i do, I do have, have a, a month deadline. before we all uh, have yeah. one month before any yeah. obligations video game or otherwise we need to finish i mean that is how i'm treating everything right now is yeah I'm trying to get as much <laughs> my plate cleared as much as possible for zelda and then you know yeah. diablo and final fantasy the next month after that it's uh street fighter don't forget about street yeah. fighter yeah yeah that too yeah i'm it's so jealous be, of the u.s uh, why? What? Oh, because of Final Fantasy uh, that you have, Yeah, because you... No, no, no. Uh, be, yeah, because of 14, because you have the ability to make time for that game, whereas I <laughs> would like... It's weird, because I was like, I could do it. I just I just need to do it. Because the only time I played it was um when, when we did this, the, the, the GI live stream, where I played it for the first time with uh, John John, Lee yeah. And uh, Sarah Pazorski at MinMax, because uh, mm-hmm. they're both two giant Final Fantasy 14 fans, and that was a fun way to play that game with two just experts and also john woody i was gonna say like you should probably hook up with him wes because he is like he is so like he is the ultimate baller in that game because he has everything (laughs) because he's put like an ungodly amount of hours yeah he's like very open about like i just play final fantasy 14 like that is what i like (laughs) Like, that's the only game i play that is his one game and just being a novice playing with him, it was like hanging out with like your super rich friend because yeah. he was just like <laughs> spoiling me. He's like summoning 
the car from Final Fantasy 15 and be like, yeah, we can just go to the mission in this. We can just fly there. Yeah. <laughs> just like, you can do this stuff. And he's just like whip cycling through all of his like expensive mounts that he's acquired. Yeah, we should, yeah, like, we I should make it clear. John Woody, he works here at Game Informer. Yes. Uh, he's more of a yes. behind the scenes kind of guy. And yeah, apparently, like, yeah. like Marcus said, apparently he plays Final Fantasy 14 pretty much exclusively <laughs> yeah. it's like yeah i got the lunar whale from final fantasy 4 we just do you want to use that or the final fantasy 15 car you know we have options <laughs> like he's like his fleet of vehicles <laughs> you're like it's amazing this is amazing that's another thing i love about mmos <laughs> is collecting mounts there's and, a lot that i yeah i've been looking into guides and stuff it seems like a lot of work like grindy work well, um, you know, nothing good in life comes yeah. from yeah. He told me it with, when I asked, like, how long does it take to get that? He's like, you got a while. <laughs> yeah. I'm currently fine with my chocobo. But there are, like, mount speeds that you can... Enjoy. What level do you get a chocobo? Um, you get it towards the end of a Realm Reborn. I'd say in your 40s. And Realm Reborn, oh, you finish at 50. I thought it was sooner because I was like, oh, I could probably work towards a chocobo in a reasonable it, amount of time. <laughs> it needs to be sooner because the mount, I think, is like the big game changer for me because one, it's faster on ground, but you can also fly and you can just go above any structure really. And just like, you don't got to pay attention to the map anymore. Just go directly to the point instead of following the paths on the map. Yeah. Um, it's Wait, been... you fly on the chocobo? Yeah, this thing goes, it's flying high too. I was like, I thought chocobos were flight. Bliss. Not these ones. I also okay. have Magitech uh, like... armor that I am able to oh, fly on. Dang it. Yeah. yeah, I think John had that too. See, because I'm with you, Wes, or I primarily want to play this for the story, especially listening to John Carson, who's also a big Final Fantasy 14 guy. Like he was yeah. the, the last expansion for us. And, and him and a bunch of other people saying like, it's probably the best Final Fantasy story ever told. Yeah. And I'm a huge Final Fantasy fan and just... To have that, to fill that gap of like, I want to see what everyone's talking about. And I love this series so much, but man, it's there's so much I need to put into yeah, it. Yeah, it's like, but. that's like 300 hours away. I'm trying to, kind of what you mentioned earlier about like time. I'm not like necessarily just playing this for hours. I mean, I was playing Dead Island 2 a lot last week and stuff, but like, I'm trying to break the mindset. I don't know how you guys view video games, but if I have one hour of time, I really struggle to jump into a video game and just play it for an hour because I'm like, eh, that's not really enough to do anything. So instead I will just waste time on Twitter or TikTok or something like that. And then I finish that hour and I'm like, I should have just played the game. So now I'm trying to like, you know, I'm watching love is blind at night. I've got an hour till I'm going oh, to sleep. Dude. Yeah. Have you seen the reunion? No, I'm, I'm two episodes away from, okay. Uh, yeah. They're getting fitted for wedding dresses and, and tuxedos okay. and stuff oh yeah yeah it's been it's been interesting but yeah so like we watched that and it's 11 o'clock at night i usually try to get to bed at midnight and i'm like i could just go to bed now and like kind of just scroll on twitter or like read or something lame like that i guess reading is not <laughs> lame um <laughs> but i was like you know what i'm just gonna go run a raid it'll take like 45 to 50 minutes or a dungeon um and i did it and i felt really good and then i turned off the game and i was like you know what i can do this i can just play a game Final Fantasy 14 for like an hour at a time and be perfectly content. And that's what I'm trying to do with my life is just make the time. It's tough. Yeah, because I've, I've never played MMOs like 14, I guess, was my first real one. And even playing the few hours I did of that, I was having fun with like, I think being a Final Fantasy fan helps. Like you're like, it's the most Final Fantasy ass Final Fantasy yeah. game. But like, yeah. I, I recognize all of this. I'm a cool East rabbit person. 
uh, everyone here is doing all the stuff that I know. There's chocobos. There's all, and also just all the elements of the other games being shoved into this one. Yeah, it's cool, and it's just like there's so. This is the forever Final Fantasy game, basically. Like this is right up my alley. I just need to sit down and at least play it consistently. You know, because I haven't fired it up since the stream. I something I'm uh, most impressed with is like how easy it is to play solo. Because like, yeah, if I'm jumping in for an hour, you know, trying to get people to you know link up and play is a task. But um, so far, I've not run into anything where I'm required to like have a party. I did. Well, you have to have parties for dungeons, but like there's systems built in. Like you can do. Yeah, they updated it not terribly long ago to have yeah. more single player dungeons. I remember. Mm-hmm. There's matchmaking, and then the Reddit told me the subreddit like taught me like. If I'm looking for older content, which I am, because not not many people are doing Heaven Sword stuff these days, like they have a, a, an entire feature where you can go in and be like, "I'm trying to do this," and you can put in the comments like, "I'm a newbie. I don't care if you just, you know, one shot this enemy in, in two seconds for me. I just want to check it off my list." And then you just hit send, and it just sends it out to the world, and people can find it. And like two minutes later, I had uh, like eight level 130 characters with me and we literally finished the dungeon in like 10 seconds and i got the checklist (laughs) and i was like this rules this is good this is good for me do it nice play final fantasy 14 if you're interested and just see what happens you know yeah yeah well cool well let's get to housekeeping and then uh close the show out with some listener emails uh of course you can follow these lovely gentlemen here uh kyle you can follow him at kyle m hilliard on social media on twitter you can follow marcus stewart i'm pointing to everybody on video this is wild uh you can follow marcus stewart right here at marcus stewart seven and you can follow wesley oh right there yeah it's like he's not he's not there on my screen oh well you know he's on everybody else's screen down here uh and you can follow wes at leblanc wes it's l-e-b-l-a-n-c-w-e-s uh the c is silent you know, but yeah. when I say your Twitter name, I kind of say it unsilenced so people can spell it. I do it. too. Yeah. Yeah. Appreciate you. Yeah. And then you can follow me at It's Van Aiken. None of those letters are silenced in case anybody was wondering. Yeah. Uh, please go and review the show over on Apple Podcasts. Uh, if that's too much to ask and you're over on Spotify, leave us a rating. That'd be great. Uh, we do uh, read off uh, most of those reviews on Apple Podcasts. So if you go ahead and do that, we will uh, shout you out and say thank you. Uh, of course, go and listen to our other podcast that releases every Friday, All Things Nintendo. It's about All Things Nintendo, hosted by Brian Shea. Uh, and lastly, uh, go follow us on TikTok, at game underscore informer. Uh, and shout out to Matt Storm, our podcast editor. Go and listen to their podcasts, uh, Fun and Games, and Reignite. Uh, which is their their Bioware podcast, and and also Screen Snark. They they talked about uh, some of our documentaries on that podcast after they watched them. But uh, yeah, go check out all of those. Let's get to listener emails. If you would like to contribute to these, you can email us podcast at gameinformer.com with the subject line Game Informer Show Question, or you can join our Discord, which you get access to by subscribing to us on Twitch, uh, and go to the Game Informer Show channel. And uh, you can ask your question there. I usually do a call out on, you know, during the week. And uh, but even if I don't do a call, out, you can just drop them in there. I'm, I always check it before we record. All right. Let's get into our questions. Troidal Power in Discord asks, 
What zombie smashing weapon have you always wanted to use that you haven't seen in Dead Island 2? And if you found yourself in a real zombie apocalypse, would you opt for heavy clothing to resist bites or light clothing for mobility? Second question, you go heavy clothing for sure. Because you watch yeah. stuff where you're like, that could have been prevented if you pulled your sleeve down. You know? <laughs> <laughs> or if you had like a puffer jacket on, you know? Yeah, or even just like a reasonable because it's like I'm wearing corduroy in the zombie apocalypse, you know, like there's no way they're biting through that proven zombie corduroy material. (laughs) Yeah, I used to have corduroy pants in fifth grade and I used to think it was cool. Um, I have a cool corduroy jacket now and I've actually gotten more compliments in it while wearing it in the last four weeks than I've gotten compliments in like five years from strangers too. they'll come on and be like, I love your corduroy jacket. I'm like, thank you. Get away from me. what do you say i would say when they compliment you you reply by saying get away from me because they're yeah. strangers yeah that's true it's true well usually i'm trying to get something from them like a coffee or you know mm. something like that <laughs> soliciting free coffees uh <laughs> yeah i'm trying to think of a weapon it just, in just dead island or just zombie stuff in general you know what i, I would love in dead, in, in dead island too that i haven't found yet is a gun that would be fantastic. I, I understand you get them eventually, but I do not have them yet, and I You're want them. You're not too far from one. I'm in the base. I'm in the movie studio. Yeah, you're not you're not far from one. I would say don't 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 think you're going to be able to rely on guns too much. Uh, well, they are the, not as powerful as I've. Like I was not using them often. Even the big when I thing had, I like, want. Six. The big thing I want, Wes, which maybe this maybe this is what they do or they don't. Not to go back and down in the Dead Island Two rabbit hole, but like. I just want to be able to shoot explosive barrels and stuff. Okay, like, yeah, you can do that. that. That's like the only thing I want to use them for. I don't even want to shoot zombies. I just want to shoot stuff next to them that will explode. Because <laughs> otherwise I've been running yeah. up and hitting it and just running away. And it's like, this is not efficient. <laughs> yeah. This is not a good way to do this. I think I, I think I want like a good barbed wire baseball bat, like a good Cactus Jack style. You know, it's it works in wrestling. It would work better here. You know, have bits of flesh hanging off your bat when you get a good swing in, or maybe like a a good old fashioned two by four with just a single really long nail in it, <laughs> like just good country style weapon. Yeah. <laughs> maybe the I want something sword. more cartoonish. Like I want, I'm thinking like a weapon from Fortnite, but not like I don't want like a weapon from Fortnite, but like you know how you'll see like oh that weapon's just a giant fish with a stick through it, and you just like. I want to just hit zombies and hear the squish of like the big fish hitting it, you know, a fish mallet. An, an overpowered lightsaber would be good too, that you just like, everything's one hit mm. kill basically. And with the flesh system, you could like hold it up against their skin. Watch it. And cauterize. the heat would just like, yeah. yeah. Why not? I yeah. think. Um, Can you get a sword in this game at all? Yeah, you do. This oh. is a incredibly niche reference, but shout out to any barista listeners. The porta filters that you use. <gasps> Are for were you a barista or have you used a portafilter? I own a portafilter. Oh, yeah. okay, awesome. Yeah, you know, those I'm a things, barista at home. They're like surprisingly heavy. The uh, the yeah, oh, the like a, goes in. You they're can, like a wrench. Yeah, I always like like if somebody ever you know comes to my home with ill intent, the portafilter is the first thing I'm grabbing. <laughs> like that thing is, uh, and they could even have damage. like the you could like hit it like, like with the the like uh the part that you put the coffee in yeah. and then blood comes out or the, <laughs> the portafilter. <laughs> that sounds yeah. like 
the exact kind of like brutal gore that would be in Dead Island too. That's perfect. Yeah. Yeah. Porta filters. That's a answer. really good idea. Porta filter. I just you have a tweet them. machine I can throw at them. <laughs> yeah, that's what I <laughs> If you throw it in water, it might, you know, set off some electricity. Yeah. Have you guys seen, do you guys know what Keurigs are? Have you, are you guys baristas or no? Oh, no, I have, I have a Keurig. <laughs> yeah. Okay. 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 I don't, I don't know what a Porta filter is, but you guys are talking about. I think it's one of those things that are outdoor by like construction sites. Yeah, yeah. Yes. Right? Yeah. There's usually graffiti in, inside of them. Didn't they know smell those good were used and, to make yeah. coffee, but I'm learning something yeah. every day. Yeah. Big big filters in there. <laughs> you know what'd be cool? What if you could just like cut a just a nice branch off a tree? Like as you're running around, you see a tree and you're like, that's a nice branch, and you just cut it down and just go around just swinging that. What if no, you could like combine it with a rock? That'd be cool. Yeah, yeah I like a special ability. Weapons. Yeah. Ooh. I just yeah. throwing it out here, maybe call it like ultra hand or something you could like save a kingdom with that for sure yeah that'd be yeah, yeah. I, want, I want a comically large boulder i can just push like downhill and just crushes <laughs> yeah. all the zombies on the street yeah yeah i would love that would love uh you know to control uh magnetic force fields around objects and, yeah you know somebody do that at the workbench put some magnets on some stuff <laughs> yeah true true yeah uh, all right. Um, let's get to the next question. Oh, and I'm I'm heavy clothing, by the way. I think we covered that. Yeah. yeah. Who yeah. would choose light clothing? Uh, nobody's really running that much faster in light clothing. You know, it's yeah. It's not a video <laughs> game. It's real life. Poor and curly on Discord uh, asks a while back on MinMax, Kyle mentioned he enjoys playing Just Dance with his family whenever a new one comes out. So my question is for Kyle. Why are you not doing any TikTok dances on the Game Informer TikTok? Because I never will. <laughs> Stop bringing it What's, up. Why is this keep going I, up? If, I, if, if a new Just Dance comes out. <laughs> it did. <laughs> will you do it on TikTok? No. I'm not Would you do it with your family I want to see you dancing and then you're like serious voiceover. Like Just Dance is a rhythm <laughs> game and it's you. <laughs> no. I think if you look in the sort of archives of game informer i think dance central three came out and you can find me and former intern current sony employee odell dancing to dance central three that's all you I get man that's i have all seen you get. that yeah i mean dancing your, have your skills fun, improved since then only atrophied baby <laughs> <laughs> he's more of on like the level of like a just dance two now yeah kind exactly. of gone down one uh one but just dance comes out like every three months so there's uh, but i'm not I'm it's good. true i don't want to do it although just dance i do find fascinating because there's like lore between characters like over the course of like three years like two oh, characters yeah, i thought they were like married. real characters though i thought it was like julia michaels or something no no it's like there's like a there's like a, a russian dancer guy and this other woman who like they there was like a song where they were at a wedding and then the next year there was a song where in the background it seemed like they got a divorce and there's like oh one of them has to like go off to war right <laughs> and there's like really high quality like stop animated sequences like they had a whole gosh what is that uh, blue sky i can't remember what it's called but like there's like they have these like weird videos in just dance where i'm like this this is insane this is a three minute like stop animated film that i'm just like dancing to and just dance it's it's a very strange series because like it's incredibly popular and ubisoft spends a decent amount of money on it but like no one ever talks about it like we don't ever talk about just dance like why would we <laughs> it's like no, none our audience is not playing just dance but like they might if they saw your tiktoks 
You know what? That's yeah. a good point. But I just, I don't want to do can that. I, I don't. Can that be like an extra life goal? Is that what it'll take? <laughs> you know, like you donate so much, you'll do a TikTok dance. Oh my God. My wife's been wanting me to do a TikTok dance just for fun with her, not recorded, but like, and I don't even want to, I'm even hesitant to do that. I don't want to <laughs> dance on TikTok. <laughs> it's just for her. In the privacy of your own. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Uh, Alex Stadnick. What? Hey. Former host of this show. Wrote in on Discord saying, on a scale of one to ten, how screwed would you be in a zombie apocalypse? How would you survive? Who in the group would become the crazy cult leader? Thanks. I'll take my answer off air. Is ten like highest, like most likely to not die? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. I feel like I think I'm at least a seven. I think a combination of growing up in Boy Scouts and having some of those survival skills baked in combined with living in florida well no it's how screwed would you be on a scale of one to ten? Oh, then so like lower is better than yeah oh then i'd be lower than i'm sorry i then like a three probably you know i because of those reasons i I could you know it's the cocky ones that always die first yeah i think my (laughs) my thing is i would just be extraordinarily safe like i'd be too scared i wouldn't be venturing out to try to get supplies i would just probably die of like starvation in a locked house just to you know what i mean as opposed to like i just wouldn't take the risk which would make me last longer but you know it wouldn't be like a a fulfilling existence (laughs) i feel like our locations help too like you guys might have a better chance if the apocalypse happened in like the winter because maybe the zombies would freeze to death or they just wouldn't be active as much Mm, you know which by the way just quick weather update in minnesota uh it was spring on saturday it, yeah. it was winter on Sunday and Monday, and now today it's spring again. Like li- I'm not even yeah. like exaggerating, Alex. It was like from... 80, then snowstorm with snow on the ground, yep. and now it's in the 50s. <laughs> I'm so <laughs> jealous. <laughs> it's uh, it was 90 here yesterday, and uh, oh, pretty miserable. Um, well, weird. that'll that'll be us in about two months. It was weird. It's mild here, and then yesterday it was all thunderstorms. Yeah, but now it's sunny Florida. and mild. It's like 70 here in yeah. Orlando. That's great. Like, it's funny. A podcast is supposed to be like professional speaking people, and we all are just reverting to talking about the weather. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I feel in my bones that I would not last long in the apocalypse. Like, I might go out on day one just to get it done with because, like, I don't think I'm building. (laughs) You're like my wife. (laughs) Yeah. You're like my wife. She's like, if if zombie apocalypse comes, I'm killing myself. Yeah. Like, it's, and I'm, I'm like, what? It'll Which, be. I'm yes. still here. I just don't That's know if dark. I have the survival instinct. But I asked my wife what she thinks, and she said I. She thinks that I could make it a few months. Um, I'm not really sure why or how. Um, <laughs> like I'm good at writing, and I'm good at you know technology based things. All of which will not help me in the apocalypse. My survival sense is um, just low. So I don't. I don't know. I just don't really want to deal with it. You know, it seems like such a hassle. With zombies. Want, it's, just, <laughs> feels like a lot of work. <laughs> Yeah, I feel like some of the like a lot of the stuff, the bad things that happen to people in zombie movies could have been avoided with basic common sense. So well, I that's feel the like whole that thing. I don't know if I you guys suppose, have yeah. recognized this running thread of zombie fiction, but it's usually the humans that are the problem. I don't like confrontation either, though. Like, so the second, you know, if someone rolls up to my house and they want everything, I, I'm just going to give it to them. I'll say, yes, sir. Yes, ma'am. Like, I don't have any. Wes, um, give it to you. Yeah, exactly. Literally, I will, give, <laughs> yeah. I will give it all to you. What do you need? Just, is, just please leave me alone. <laughs> it's like I'm the real life DMX. DMX, I'm going to give it to you yeah. all day. 
Yeah. I always, I always tell myself like in that situation, like I would, I'd be like, yeah, come on in. Like, you know, I've actually here, you take it. Like I would want to try to befriend them fakely yeah. and then turn on them. Oh, when they least expect you are the villain. You're going to eat. You're the villain. No, only, story. No, only <laughs> if they, no, 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 no. Only if, if they come at me, like I'm peaceful. But like, you know, so like a group of children, yeah, bad guys like our parents didn't make it. We need food. You're going to be like, yeah, come on in. And then they turn if, around. If and a bad guy. No, 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 no. Like if a bad guy was like, I'm here to take all your stuff then or like I'm here to hurt somebody. And I'll be like, yeah, let's hurt people. We're on the same side. <laughs> oh, you're saying you could be convinced to hurting. Like, no, I would fake it. I would fake. it. Oh, I would, OK. I, see. I would make them think like, yeah, hurt people. I like how Alex I've been wanting us, to hurt people. Alex gave, and then, gave us an inch and we all took a mile of like, so you're going full villain. Then. You're like, no, I'd be like, yeah, I'm also a deviant. Let's let's kill things. And when they trust me, I take them out and save everyone with the yeah, portal filter. Yeah, with the yeah, as soon as they turn around right in the back of the head with the, the portafilter. And yeah. then what? Do you throw them out to like to get eaten? Um cat you got cats. You... Cats eat like everything, right? Oh they can't they eat you when you die. <laughs> They're like pigs. You know. Um <laughs> a, 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 answering Alice's final question. <laughs> who in the group would become the crazy cult leader? All of GI I mean, I, or this I, group? Well, Marcus is the one who's surviving the longest. So I mean care. Charisma, charisma is there, Marcus, for sure. But I think by default, oh, just yeah. you would last the longest, and we'd all. Alex is over here talking was... a little, a little crazy. Yeah, he's already <laughs> steaming. Yeah, he's already got point. Who is <laughs> you? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I don't have the facial hair to be a cult leader. I feel like all the best ones got like long hair, beards, like Kyle mm-hmm. and Alex. You guys got a. I mean, you got a great mustache too, Wes. You guys have a thanks a head start. I feel like that's like a. An unsung element of like what makes a good just yeah. There's no clean shaven cult leader. Mm-hmm. Exactly right. It's like yeah. you got to have some degree of like not caring about your appearance because you have your followers to do that. Oh, thanks. So I don't care about my, my appearance. <laughs> thanks, Marcus. Thanks a lot. I'm like really going through my head it. now thinking of no- notable fictional and real life cult leaders, and I'm like, damn, Marcus. All I can think of is a uh, father from Far Cry Five and Jared, right? Leto, yeah, which yeah. are kind of the same person, so. Jared Leto's got the long hair. It's either long hair or beard. Look, or I've got, I've got the long hair. I can't grow a beard to save my life. But I mean, you could argue that Tom Cruise is a cult leader <laughs> in some ways. How? Uh, <laughs> a cult, oh, cult leader. Oh well. I, I, I mean, don't know if you've ever seen those videos of him speaking at Scientology conferences, but they like, are like, unsettling. And he is a yeah. Like, yeah but he jumps out of he airplanes is, too. You know. <laughs> Yeah. I could be convinced to jump out of an airplane if Tom Cruise told me. So maybe that's a credit to his. Exactly. How convincing mm, he is. How yeah. high. Especially if he said, yeah. like, hey, this will be in the next Mission Impossible. I'm like, yeah, I, w- I want to do that. You want to <laughs> let's climb the Burj Khalifa together, too. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> all right. Let's do a few rapid fire uh, questions and then get out of here. Kitty Daddy, would you recommend Dead Island 2 as a day one purchase at $70? Yes or no? It took me 20 hours to roll credits. There's plenty of content afterward, and I had a good time killing zombies. If that sounds good to you, then yeah, I'd say go for it. Yeah, $70 is it means a lot to different people. That's true. Exactly, yeah. I was Maybe, Wes, you can speak to this better, but I've, I've actually been impressed by how technically proficient it is. I have zero bugs, zero crashes. I actually think it's a really like visually great-looking game, too. Like There are aspects of it where i'm like this is a very stunning looking game um like which which i didn't necessarily expect um 
yeah, I would say if if Dead Island Two sounds like what a game you'd enjoy, like go in knowing that like it's story light, you're you're there to kill a lot of zombies, then you're gonna have a great time, and I think you'll feel like you spend um, your your money's well spent. Cool. Daniel Tack, former GI editor, asks on a scale of one to ten, how hype are you for Disney Speedstorm? Ten. You can play as Elizabeth Swan, and there's a Pirates of the Caribbean level, so that's a ten. It's also why I'm going to stay away from this uh, game when it comes to reviews because I'm I can't do it unbiased. I so I played a bit. I probably played like three or four races, and the racing seems solid, but like the free to play stuff scares me in a big way. I, like yeah, I it and I don't know. Maybe it's fine. You know, maybe when it comes out, it's pretty reasonable and it's good. But it is, it's never not going to rub me the wrong way. Where it's like, oh, I need like three types of currencies, and I'm leveling up different things, and like. So I'm I'm wary of that, but uh, aesthetically, uh, pretty it seems cool so far from what I've played. Yeah, personally, I'm far more interested in Lego 2K Drive. Same. Yeah. 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 Uh, That's a paid game, though. Yeah. Not free to play. Yeah. 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 I guess I'm at a five. I haven't seen enough of it. It looks fine. Is 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 uh is Max Goof a driver like Goofy's son? I mean, or like Power Powerline? Any of the goofy so. movie crew? No. Not yet, at least. Showing? I mean, they're still announced. They announced like Figment, which is like an Epcot character, which kind of rules. Uh, last I was week, say, who's Figment? <laughs> we, we do have a new gameplay today episode of that. I mean, Charles, were checking it out. If you wanted to see some gameplay, yeah, yeah. Go Wait, check are, it out. is it just Disney? They're not dipping into like Marvel or Star Wars. Uh, Pixar's in there. I don't think Marvel and Star Wars are though. Like, if this is just going to be Disney Infinity, but Mario Kart, and if they were going to go that far with it, yeah. Well, the funny thing about that game is there was a fully featured kart racer where you could use every character, period, made by the people that made Sega All-Stars Racing. But it was kind of like hidden behind DLC. Like, we visited that studio for the cover story back in the day, and they showed us that. And I think even at the time, we were like, why don't you guys just release this as like a fifty dollars standalone game? Like, you know, yeah. like just call it <laughs> Disney Kart Racing, you know? But dude, I'm I'm sorry, but yeah, have you seen the screenshot of the Lego 2K Drive hamburger car that some that they oh, were making? No. Yeah, I mean it's in the promotional materials, but you know, I, I am uh, I've only got you know so much time in my life for racing games, <laughs> and my heart is kind of set on this Lego one. I, I mean, Wes played a it. Car. You it's, like it? It's just very. It's good. It's going to be good. It's, the Lego stuff is especially cool. If you, I don't know if you like building Legos from scratch and all that yeah, kind of stuff. I do. I don't have that creative gene, so like I'm not too interested in that part of the game, which is fine. I'll share my creations with you. Yeah, and I will gladly accept. Um, Assuming that's, that's a thing. Yeah, that's going to be awesome. It is. And yeah, even if you don't like building Legos, the driving and the open world and the personality is a lot of fun. Yeah. This hamburger car making me hungry. It's good. <laughs> <laughs> me too. All right, last question. Derek in Discord writes, Hey, GI team, what is a game that you had low to medium expectations for? that actually ended up becoming a favorite of yours. I like Dying Light and Left for Dead, but the initial trailers for Dead Island 1 didn't get me interested at all. It wasn't until I played it years later did I actually find how much fun it is. I guess recently, uh, even though I was intrigued by it, uh, maybe Bayonetta Origins? Oh, that's a good one, yeah. Sure. It was yeah. kind of like, a, eh, maybe this will be okay. It's like, I'm I, I'm interested to see them do something different, and then that's, that's in my top 10 of the year so far like it's really great and i then feel I like everyone that played it like loved it it's super good 
Uh, yeah, so that's, I guess, a recent one. And then I guess one from the past, I remember vividly uh, 2016 Doom. Like, because remember that they they were, like, the marketing cycle for that game wasn't super great. And then they didn't send out uh, code in advance, which is sometimes a red flag. And remember, they showed the multiplayer stuff beforehand, or they did the beta or whatever it was. But I remember people being underwhelmed by that. And that is the weakest part of the game. Um, but I remember playing that at launch and just being like, whoa, like, why didn't this show better before? <laughs> like, this is fantastic. They should have showed just more of this stuff. It's too fast. Uh, you know, what? a recent one for me, actually, was Guardians of the Galaxy. Oh, that's a good one. Which, like, yep. I was like, eh, I don't know about this. But it really took, like, I don't know, an hour or two where I was like, oh, I'm finishing this. This is great, you know? I still resent that E3 demo that we were all kind of like, I don't know about this game. Because <laughs> that was just not a great look at that game. <laughs> yeah, and I don't even know, in retrospect, like, what the thing that really sang for me were, like, the, the performances and, and the story. And it's like, that's kind of tough to... I don't, yeah, I don't. I don't even know what I would have done differently from a marketing perspective. Not that it's my ever was my responsibility to come up with that. But. Yeah, like I get what they were trying to do of like, hey, let's just show the thing that people associate with Guardians of the Galaxy, like the zaniness. But even then, there's like better zany moments in that game that they didn't show. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think I was looking at my Steam library. I think probably for me, it would either be Loop Hero. I was like, I don't know if that's for me. Like just looking at screenshots, or Risk of Rain Two. I remember when that game first came out and I heard people talking about it. I was like, I don't know. Like it doesn't, it seems kind of weird. And I don't, I don't know if this is what I'm about. And then just, you know, fell in deep into that hole of the risk of rain. Um, so that's probably, that probably be my answer. I think mine would be Returnal, um, which, you know, co- very competent studio. I just didn't really vibe with any other games. And from what I gathered leading up to launch was like very arcadey even though I did like the, you know, alien approach with the sci-fi and all that. Um, and then I played it and I think, I'm trying to think off the top, it might be my favorite PS5 game. And I definitely think it's one of the best. Like it is a pretty phenomenal uh, game with one of the coolest boss fights ever. Awesome world, great score. Like it's, I don't even think I have any problems with that game really. Like it's just so good. Yeah, that that's a great answer because I I I was scared off by the the rogue element of it. I was like, I don't yes, know if I really yeah. want to do that. And I remember even on MinMax talking to Ben Hansen, who had played it a little bit. I asked him like, I was like, do you think I would like this? And he like knowing me well, which we you know he knows my taste over the last ten years, was like, I don't think you will. Like I don't know, and I took that as a challenge <laughs> for some reason. I don't know why. <laughs> I think I also wanted a proper exclusive PlayStation Five game, you know. Yeah. And I I mm-hmm. bought it, and it was my favorite game that year, like pretty easily. Like it's it's so great. Yeah, I really love that game. I think Souls games might be. I think Dark Souls is a big one where I played Demon Souls at launch because it had some buzz and just mm. dropped it so fast. I was like, how <laughs> this is way too hard. Where how do you expect to? play and enjoy this and then dark souls was where it clicked and i mm. and i only played it again because it was getting some buzz and i was like i guess i'll give this another try and then that was the one where you're like i see it now <laughs> like this is fantastic <laughs> i think i need to go back and play demon souls i uh i've only ever beaten bloodborne and elden ring and that i've kind of been real good yeah yeah, yeah i love it it's wanting... i mean it's obviously really hard but i feel like it's one of the more yeah. approachable and like that genre of games i almost said from software yeah. but that's in hindsight point. it is if you've played the because i i enjoyed it a lot more going back to the remake having played bloodborne 
and Sekiro yeah. and stuff because it seems almost like rudimentary when you've done those ones. You're yeah. like, oh, I, I can get through this now. You're like literally but, picking a level and then like almost Crash Bandicoot style and loading into it. Um, yeah. Also, Castlevania Lords of Shadow. That game's fantastic. And all 3D Castlevanias were various degrees of trash. And I remember like being like, I guess we'll try this again because I love Castlevania. And then being like, this is great. Yeah, I love that <laughs> game. So good. It's awesome. Cool. Well, I think that'll do it for the show this week. Uh, if you enjoyed it and uh, you're, you're listening to the audio version, go and leave us a review. If you're watching the video, uh, be sure to click the subscription button. Give us a subs- I don't know why I said that's so weird. Subscribe to us on YouTube is what I'm trying to say. <laughs> and like the video. That helps us out. And uh, yeah, go and follow these gents again. And uh, we'll talk to you next week. Bye, everybody. Bye. Bye.